0: Oh, hi, audience. What's up? It's Greg Stero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Thanks, Greg. I am Jeremy, and with me, as always, is...
1: Uh, Hey, it's me, Dave. And uh, are we on some kind of podcast?
0: Yeah, it's the True Blue Riftcast, the number one Rift tracks podcast in the world. In the whole and in world. Fact, we've been doing this now for just over a year, Dave.
1: Really? Has it been that long?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't even feel yeah. like it.
1: It, in some ways, it does. I mean, this year's been really long. It's uh.
0: Yeah, but I think there's other contributing factors to that. Yeah. But today we've got three movies to look at because, because we uh, missed last week due to some wonderful storms and internet outages and all that fun stuff. So today we're going to be taking a look at uh, Rift Tracks Presents Assignment Outer Space with our good friends Matthew J. Elliott and Ian Potter. Also, going to be taking a look at the winner of our last patron poll, Terror at Ten Killer. Ten killer. And we have the latest release from Rift Tracks, The Return.
1: A Graydon Clark joint.
0: Yeah, that actually has recognizable actors in it. Yeah, Graydon Clark's like in it too. more than just one. Well, of course he is. Yeah, he is. But he's, he's
1: easily recognizable to us shows up and they're like, I'm Mr. Dewey Pasty Face Man making a cameo.
0: <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting movie. In fact, all of these were interesting movies.
1: I kept expecting kids from Star Games to show up like I did in, at the end of Uninvited but uh, that never happened. <laughs> we'll get to it.
0: We'll get to it. We'll get to it. In a couple weeks here we're going to have our uh, look back at the first half of 2020 for Rift Tracks. We've we've had a few uh really interesting releases so far this year.
1: Run Oh no, it's a suburban Sasquatch. Oh
0: no, there's a Sasquatch loose. Uh,
1: it's funny because that's the sound the suburban Sasquatch makes. Run around.
0: Dave does it perfectly.
1: Like that's like that's literally exactly it. It doesn't take that much effort. It's just you just got to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, let's uh, let's not let's not uh, waste any more time. You mean here. no
1: weekend box office. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, weekend box office! I forgot. What's the box office? I don't name? know. I oh, went and right. I saw
1: Wonder <laughs> Woman. Oh no, I didn't because life is terrible.
0: It hasn't been released yet, like everything else. I mean, uh, you know, we could have watched uh, Artemis Fowl. Isn't that on like Disney Plus? Yes, and apparently it's terrible. Well, of course it is. And it's. It's a really good thing that they released it directly to the streaming thing, I guess. I haven't watched it. I never read any of the books, obviously. You know, I'm a little, uh, little past my time for that. But uh...
1: I don't know, man. It's just like Artemis Fowl. It just sounds like, a, I mean, like I don't know anything about it. It just sounds like a Harry Potter ripoff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It sounds like Asylum Harry Potter. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like Max Magician and the Legend of the Rings.
0: Google it. Well, from what I've from what I've heard about the movie, you may not be too far off there. <laughs> uh, uh, but enough uh, of that. Let's uh, yes. let's let's get rolling. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Our first riff we're going to talk about comes to us courtesy of Brit Tracks, which they actually have a page now. on BritTracks.com. They're listed under BritTracks. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. I'm talking about Assignment Outer Space, brought to us by Matthew J. Elliott and Ian Potter. Our good friends. Yes. And this movie... Oh uh, boy! Uh, it, uh, there's a whole lot of nothing that happens. I in was this movie.
1: I was talking to somebody on Facebook. I don't want to name drop, but his name is Matthew J. Elliot, and I was talking <laughs> to him on Facebook, and I was like, "Man, what's the deal with this movie?" And he said that uh, this is probably the movie that he and Ian have done—the movie where like the least amount happens. Because I got to the end, I was like, I watched that entire movie and I don't know what happened. So I felt <laughs> the need to reach out to the to the riffer and be like, Do you know what happened? And he says, No.
0: <laughs> I kept waiting for some sort of like space creature. Oh no, or something no yes, up.
1: I said that too. Oh my gosh, I kept yeah. I'll be like, Okay, so they're gonna be like a a monster or an alien. So there's really no I got to the end, like, so there's really not gonna be an alien monster. <laughs> No, after all yeah, that,
0: it's just a uh, out of control spaceship, and the uh, engines are gonna explode, and it's gonna destroy Earth or whatever. And
1: okay, so so look, let's just go over what we know. It's year twenty one sixteen. So yeah, it's there's a like uh, hundred or so years it.
0: Into- a space reporter. Yeah. Joining uh, the crew of a ship going to a space station.
1: They're not going to like. And this is just a hundred years in the future. They're not going to like Alpha Centauri, which would take mm. like a hundred billion years to get to, uh, and that's just like the next solar system over. They're going to a completely different galaxy, right?
0: Yeah, galaxy M twelve yeah. or something like that. And yeah. something
1: like like and. N- not even the closest galaxy to us, which is the Andromeda galaxy. <laughs> They're going to some random unnamed galaxy. Like, when did we achieve the ability to do this? In by the year 2116. <laughs> so, well,
0: considering this movie came out in 1960, still not good <laughs> enough. I don't know if that's really any better. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's, that's an extra what, Sixty, 60 years? years, yeah, yeah. I guess that's not really that much better, yeah. but you know, back then they thought we were all going to be flying around in jetpacks on the moon, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I found out. Boy, I were watching, they wrong?
1: I was watching Disney Plus, and I found out that a lot of that came from like a lot of those future ideas, like the futurism of like the '50s and '60s a lot of that came out of the mind of Walt Disney when he was building Epcot and like the city of the future and all that garbage. That was all his idea. Like, 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 like the vision of the future came from Walt Disney, which is fine, but it's like, I don't know. I just think it was weird that it came out of that. It came out of that guy's head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, they go to the space station and, uh, you know, they, the one guy, the station commander doesn't want the reporter to be there. Yeah.
1: Do you remember any of their names? Well, he
0: can't interfere. Uh, cause I think uh, the like, main character's name was, was Ray. Was it? Uh, yeah. I think it was Ray. And then there was a girl named Lucy. She was like the like the botanist for the space station.
1: Yeah, she had a she had a garden that wasn't really a garden.
0: <laughs> and, and she uh, like fell for the reporter. You, All I remember uh, like about her is you know they he goes to try and stop the ship. He gets uh, trapped inside, and she's just yeah. like, "I loved him."
1: You're like you did.
0: <laughs> Love has no meaning anymore. <laughs> like all Perfect. this like really super serious. And then you know he he actually makes it out okay. He lives. Yeah. Well, um, that's, the, that's And that's the end of the movie. Like like no, but okay, the, look. Really so okay. let's go over what we on. knew. Like like let's just go
1: over like what we can remember from the movie because okay, so forget if Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's like okay, dude wakes up has a fight with somebody, talks to a girl, does a spacewalk, then there's cockpits. Uh then there's more spacewalking and then it's over. And yep, then like they like, right. they have like some kind of weird saucer stuff. You know, could like I I I couldn't tell you what the danger was. I can't tell you what happened yeah. in this movie. And usually Did- usually Matthew J. Elliott and Ian Potter are quite good at uh, making um, movie selections where you can kind of like, you know, like flight to Mars. I mean, there it is. The plot's yeah. right there in the title. Um, warning from Warning from space. Uh, you know, you have those starfish aliens around droop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop, right <laughs> uh, hangar 18 um, where you have the dad from a Christmas story it's basically 9/11 was an inside job only without the 9/11 um, yeah. this is yeah uh, this is the first one that they've done where like even he said it even, even Matthew said it I, I, it's this movie is just weird it's just like you reach in, try to, like, grab something, and there's just, like, nothing. <laughs> and it takes place in outer space.
0: It's the most boring movie I've seen that takes place in outer space since I watched Interstellar. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. What language was this shot in? Because I was trying uh, to see the Italian. dub. Was it shot in Italian? Because sometimes yeah, I'd look at the dub. Yeah, it was, a, it was an Italian film. Sometimes I'd look at the dub, and sometimes it would, like, sometimes the dub would match the English lines, and sometimes it wouldn't. So I was like, "This yeah. is the weirdest dub I've ever seen." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, it was. It was an Italian film.
1: Oh, and it was, and it was only six ninety nine because I guess the file is garbage. <laughs> That's what it said. It said that on. Yeah. Uh, it yep. said that on roof tracks. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "I was wondering why it was only seven dollars."
0: It actually, it actually says on here. Please note, due to the low quality of the source, we're offering this riff at a lower price point.
1: Well, then, what about Roller Gator? Why is Roller Gator ten dollars?
0: <laughs> uh, I have the, I have the, I have but, the high
1: resolution version of Roller Gator, At there's, it's, it's, there's no difference.
0: No, not, not at all. I, I do like, uh, and, and. Somebody pointed this out to me, um, but in the uh, in the comment section on RiffTracks.com, which I always forget there's a comment section on RiffTracks.com, somebody was basically telling them how, how they should riff a movie. Oh, no. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everybody.
0: Yeah, Simon Outer Space. It, it was a boring movie, but there were some really good riffs that I enjoyed. You
1: know what I really appreciated about the riff? What's that was that uh, I really liked that they left a lot of like genuine reactions to the movie from Matthew and Ian in like, yes, like you hear here, like just like, just like them laughing. I love that.
0: Yeah. There's, there was some good, a lot of good stuff of laughs had with each other in this that, yeah. I, that I really enjoyed, enjoyed seeing uh, or hearing, I guess. But just within the first couple minutes, I mean, I was guffawing at this movie. Mm-hmm like just some of the lines um oh he's been using his dictaphone well he should use his finger like everyone else <laughs> like that cracked me up so much because i'm 12 you know so that's funny all of this uh that kind of humor appeals to me or they were talking about the infrared uh radiation and and they said uh infrared infra pound <laughs> and like that that really tickled <sighs> me I'm not sure why, but it did. And there's, they're so good at doing that. They have such great wordplay. If you've never watched a riff from Matthew and Ian, the two British guys, uh, because there's still people out there who won't watch this stuff just because it's not, you know, Mike, Kevin, and Bill or whatever. Mm-hmm. These guys are a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, pick it up. And it's only seven bucks. Come on, what's wrong with Right, you?
0: this one's cheaper. You know, it's it's uh, if you back the Kickstarter this year and you got your uh, extra four dollar uh, gift card or whatever, you can use it towards this. And you're only paying three bucks. Can't go wrong with that. I agree. I think that's about all we have for assignment outer space.
1: I mean, there's not much more to say about it. I mean,
0: no, well, not not really. Let's uh let's move on to our next VOD here. This one was voted on over on our Patreon. I don't know
1: why you guys did this to us.
0: Overwhelmingly, Terror at Ten Killer was the winner of our poll.
1: It it makes no sense to me. It has a lot in common. has a lot in common with the it has a lot in common with the Simon Outer Space as
0: because not a whole lot really happens. You nope. sit there and you're like, oh. What? That's it. That's really That's it.
1: Like, you know, be like an hour and a half of like, okay, so we we we
0: we have this movie and
1: it has like what five characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. There's not a whole lot.
1: So I mean,
0: we got a character, a character named Tor. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably the most interesting thing.
1: Yeah, other than that. So it opens up and uh I remember because I hadn't seen it in a really long time, but I started remembering stuff about it. Like, oh wait, I remember what this is, and it, it opens up on like probably one of the more gruesome murders on a Rift Tracks VOD I've seen. Yeah, it's just like ugh, it's really graphic. And do we ever really know why the why Tor is killing these people? It, because I mean I think it's explained like that here or he's reenacting something that happened in the past or some crap.
0: I, I think it's just one of those uh he falls in love with a woman and then he sees them do something or somebody else does something and he's like, Oh, you're not pure anymore. I mean that's that's what it seems to be like. Yeah, he kills another person because he thinks she's corrupting the main character. So who? Which he's one was mother. that?
1: Was that the was that the friend?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Jana or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it
1: has a movie with a movie with a guy named Tor and Jana. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it's. But, um, uh... Anyway, so. There's a murder that happens and then we cut to this uh, community swimming pool where this woman is (laughs) swimming laps and her boyfriend comes in and says, I'm a dickhead. And she's like, you're a dickhead. (laughs) I'm going to go change now. Right? So then we have this shower scene and her friend Jana comes in and it's being like, I'm going to... uh, do something totally inappropriate while you're in the shower. Right. <laughs> they can scare you or I'm something. I'm going to
0: scare the crap out of you. And then we're going to use that like... as an excuse to show your boobs and have some great awkward riffing from Bill Yeah. yeah. about, uh, Oh, look at that high powered shower nozzle there. That's definitely the yeah. most important thing in this scene to stare at. I'm a happily married man. And I'm just <laughs> looking at that shower nozzle.
1: So anyway, and then it's like, cause it'd be like, Boy, your boyfriend's a jerk. I know my <laughs> boyfriend's a jerk. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. It's like, well, uh, we should go up to and then they go out there and their boyfriend is there, and then she watches him fight with the boyfriend. And yeah, it's just like break up with this guy.
0: They go uh they go up to Jana's uh, summer home at Lake Ten Killer. Ten killer, oh, not ten they might as
1: well call it camp Crystal lake
0: especially with the the last shot of this movie it's very similar yeah. to uh
1: mm. i have a very interesting fun fact about that but we'll Ooh. we'll get to it
0: but they go they go up there they get a summer job at uh at a uh a gas station a gas station slash restaurant or whatever where the person who got murdered in the opening scene used to work mm-hmm. they they meet Tor there. Right after they get up there, shortly after, uh Tor kills one of the other waitresses in the hot tub.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's such that's such a weird scene. Like where it like be <laughs> like, here I am, right? And then just like gets into the hot tub like fully closed <laughs> and just murders this girl. And I was just like, Isn't he oh, kill, well, like the boss happens. too? I don't remember.
0: Like, um, yeah, he I, sees he sees the boss spying on the 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 two main characters in their cabin, and he kills them. Uh, yeah, and then they start getting threatening uh, phone calls, threatening calls, like on the answering machine, and they think it's just the, uh, yeah, they think it's the boyfriend, the, and they the like she,
1: and then she acts like she normally does to be like, "Hello, is this my?" <laughs> Boyfriend, you need to stop it. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting very mad at you.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tor Tor kills uh Janna. Janna. Yeah,
1: I would, I'm not really sure why. And then she's like, she's like, uh, wasn't she washing her hair in the sink?
0: Uh, yeah, she was washing her hair, and he comes up and like slowly stabs her in the back. Yeah, and it, I, it kind of looked more like something out of This Is Hormel than.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. But before we get to the uh, final, uh, the final chase scene, because I guess they're in a boat. But um, yeah. <laughs> several times through the course of this movie, there's this dock that they use a lot in the movie. Um I guess it's a place where you could like go out and relax, like I guess, and swim in like just like right off like in this lake. But you don't want to go out and swim in like the nice part of the lake. Jenna and main character, whatever her name is, um they just swim right there by this dock. And it's I don't know why anybody would uh Swim right there, it's just—it's just like okay. You remember the pool in House on Sorority Row? It's oh like the lake. It's like I mean, like there's not a bunch of like garbage and mold and crap in it, but it like it—it it looks. It does look like you would come up out of that. I think it's like the lake version of that pool, where you'd come up and you'd just be like covered in like leeches.
0: Yeah,
1: it doesn't look like a very inviting place to go swimming and, but they swim like I think three or four times right there. Like, and there's a lot happens on that dock and it's just like the most unappealing thing you can think of. And it's really gross.
0: Yeah, Uh, it is. It's not, it's not like a great lake like to swim in.
1: Yeah. At least not that area. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the lake is beautiful, but, oh, also, there's a guy on a boat that they keep cutting to. Uh, uh, like, a, uh, there's a shot in Crater Lake Monster where they keep shooting to a silhouetted boat. And it's a guy who ended up being a U.S. senator It was out on the boat. Then the Crater Lake Monster comes up and gets him. But they keep cutting to a shot in this movie of a shot that looks exactly like that, but it, and it never pays yeah. off. You don't know why they keep cutting to this guy in a silhouette on a boat. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, so Tor tracks main character girl down and I, you know, and they have their big confrontation on the lake and uh, he allegedly dies and then, last shot of the movie is him coming up, blah, like Friday the Thirteenth, you know? Yeah.
0: Freeze um, frame.
1: Yeah, freeze frame. Now, fun fact: this is the um, this is the fun fact I was speaking of. Is that I was like, that seems familiar. I thought this happened at the end of Silent Rage, so I went back and I looked, and it's the same thing, the exact same things happens. The murderer in Silent Rage comes up out of the water like in that exact same pose like i thought it was the same shot i was like that happens in this movie i thought it happened in silent range it happens in both huh it's 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 so
0: interesting
1: yeah well maybe interesting is the wrong word it's like i don't know man but um terror tent killer a lot you know the riff is fine we all love pancakes But the movie's just a slog, man. It's just death.
0: Speaking of movies that are slogs, let's talk about the return from Graydon Clark.
1: Graydon Clark. Oh, this is well. You know what? Out of the three movies that we that we (laughs) talked about tonight, um, I think the return is the best.
0: Question mark. That's, That's that's damning praise, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I would choose the return over <laughs> assignment out of space and terror at ten killer. Uh, this is the most star-studded we've ever seen uh, from a from a Graden Clark movie. Now, for oh, those who, yeah, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Graydon Clark, he directed uh, Final Justice, Angels Revenge, Star Games, Uninvited, and Dark Future. You look at something like Star Games and Uninvited, okay, and I guess to a lesser extent Angels Revenge, um, and great. These great Clark movies are—they're crazy. They're just insane.
0: Yeah, especially um, Star Games.
1: Yeah, Star Games is—you know—that was his last movie, and it starred his is kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I may not.
1: I may not have seen Terminator and I may not have seen Blair Witch. I haven't seen The Godfather, uh, American Beauty, but damn it. I've seen all the Graydon Clark movies. (laughs) Can't say that I'm not a film connoisseur. Uh, Uh, But um, you've never watched Terminator. No, I've never seen Terminator. Hmm. Never seen any of them. Interesting. Interesting. But um, I, I'm gonna see I if I can go. don't have like my... an
0: actual comment to that. It's just, yeah. it's just <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can go
1: my whole life without seeing those movies. Um, but um, what were we talking about? Graydon Clark, right? Yeah. Uh, the Return stars um, what one one of one of the stars of the ensemble movie Ice Cream Man,
0: <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent.
1: Okay, so then we have Sybil Shepherd. If you can what? believe it,
0: no, I can't believe Martin it. Martin Landau. What
1: Raymond Burr from *Bride of the Gorilla* His most yeah. famous. Yeah,
0: Raymond Burr. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see Raymond uh,
1: Burr. Uh, I, you know, at first when I saw him, I was like, "It's Orson Welles." Oh, wait, it's Raymond Burr.
0: <laughs> That's Raymond Burr. He's silly boy. I don't think has has, has Rift tracks
1: done any Orson Welles movies. They're all kind of boring.
0: yeah i don't think so
1: right but anyway so the return starts off in great great clark fashion with two kids standing in the middle of the road looking at the sky
0: (laughs) in little creek new mexico of all places
1: but um jan michael jan michael vincent and sybil shepherd as little children uh, stand up and looking at this, uh, UFO and then the UFO F's off. Um, <laughs> and then a bunch of other stuff happens. Uh, we watch Sybil Shepard driving around a lot. Um, a
0: lot staple of bad movies. Yes. Yeah, like, watching people drive Bad like
1: time. It's like, you know, But uh, Manos and the God Monster of Indian Flats, (laughs) Birdemic, what else? Um, But all this driving. But uh, it's, I'm not sure what the movie was trying to do. So then, like, I guess, like, 20 years later, you have Jan Michael Vincent as this drunk cop and it opens with him, like, the 20 years later opening part. He's chasing a bunch of, I guess, rich kids? Yeah. Who are out joyriding? And so he's finally able to get him to stop. And he goes there to be like, you know, license and registration. And then the <laughs> rich guy's like, oh, I'm a rich guy. Why don't you just let me go? And then uh, he spits beer in his face. Jan and Michael Vincent, like everyone, out of the car, and he pulls his gun on them. Right. And keep in mind, everybody in this scene is drunk.
0: Um, <laughs> Probably Jan and Michael yeah. Vincent too.
1: Yeah. So everybody gets out of the car, and Jan Michael Vincent shoots the radio. It's like I'm getting <laughs> awful tired of that noise. <sighs> like, what are you crazy? What's my pal gonna say? Right. <laughs> Then Martin Landau shows up and he is like, okay, everybody, all this property damage, it's going to be fine. Uh, everybody <laughs> here is drunk. Let's all go home. This is like at eight in the morning. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to... Let's see, I'm going to be honest. I really don't know what happened in this movie. I mean, it, <laughs> it's it's, it, it's got a There's- lot... The, there, there's a lot of that going on. I think the most coherent of the three movies we've watched uh, that we've talked about tonight, the, th- the most coherent one is Terra, Ten Killer. Yeah. Because assignment, assignment Outer Space uh, weird space movie where there's some spacewalking and no aliens. That's like the <laughs> second most comprehensible. This one, I think, like, well it is definitely the best movie, but I think a lot of that, a lot of has got to do with how the movie looks and how it's presented. Cause yeah. Cause this
0: actually looks like a, it looks like, like a, a real produced movie. movie. Yeah. yeah,
1: And it has, it has movie stars. It has like, you know, I was able to sit down and, and watch it, but the plot is just incomprehensible. Like I really, I, I could not tell you what happens. Um,
0: there's there's a lot of mutilations of cows. Yeah. Uh, the the sheriff, Jan Michael Vincent, uh, Wayne in this movie is trying to uh, figure out what's going on. He doesn't have a whole lot of leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sybil Shepard shows up and she's a geologist from California. And they're trying to figure out what's happening with the cow mutilations. Uh, they know they have some sort of unknown bond with each other. And uh turns out they were the kids from they the beginning the kids, of the movie. Yeah. I knew you saw that. the UFO. Yeah. And uh they they find this this hermit, crazy old prospector hermit out in the woods. Yeah, he's yeah, he a char-
1: character actor man. i looked him up. Because <laughs> I've seen him uh, in lots of stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh He's on. A, he thinks he's on a mission from the aliens because he saw them the same day that the kids did, and he's got like this little tiny lightsaber knife, mm-hmm. and uh, he's using it to to kill the cattle for the aliens, and he kills some people. Mm-hmm. And I think doesn't he kill granny Clark? I uh, yes, I'm pretty sure okay. that's that's the one guy that he kills that uh, that Wayne and. Uh, and the other, his, the other guy going around with him, trying to dunk his donut into a can of <laughs> Budweiser, which is gross. And he tries to kill uh, Jennifer. But the knife doesn't do anything. <laughs> it doesn't harm her at all. And that's and because then,
1: she was uh, one of the kids standing out in the middle of the road.
0: Yeah. It, the whole thing turns out that it was just an experiment by the aliens. And the end.
1: Like, like it just, yeah, it just crashes to a halt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, not a great, not a great film, obviously. No, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the best of of the night, like I've said, you know, like...
0: Oh, yeah, out of the three, it's...
1: Out of the three, I would watch that again, but, (laughs) I mean... For uh, I mean, like Graydon Clark hadn't. I mean, like I think before this, he had made like Satan's cheerleaders or something. Maybe he was trying to go all legit and trying to be like maybe have uh, uh, Hollywood take him seriously or some garbage like that. And then when that didn't yeah. happen, well, I guess, guess I better make Uninvited, where a cat barfs up another cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll make a, I'll make an incomprehensibly convoluted science fiction movie uh, where uh, we have a clown flying a spaceship
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah anyway. but and, but
0: for a man who prides himself on making movies on the cheap this one actually looked
1: this one actually insane. does look like it was a real it does look like it could have played in the movie theater in 1980. I'll give it that. Even though it didn't,
0: it went straight to video and TV. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's
1: so, too bad.
0: All that star power. How much for right? that?
1: <laughs> Jen Michael Vincent and Sybil Shepard. Martin Landau. Yep. Should I have had more property damage in it, Graydon.
0: But yeah, it's again, it's another it's another really strong riff. I mean, if you can stand watching the source material, it's and if you I'll can watch Terra 10killer. Yeah, if you, you can watch. Okay, look, yeah, hey,
1: look, out of, out of the three tonight, <laughs> um, I'd say get the return. I mean, get them all, but, you know, I don't know, man. It's, Obviously. It's not Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs>
0: or Lovely or but, but ra- Deadly.
1: Or Velvet Run Runnaware.
0: That's about all we got for, for the True Blue Riftcast tonight. We are going to have another poll coming up on the uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Riftcast, And this time it's going to be the loser of the head-to-head with Terry at 10, killer Dinosaurus. And that's going to be going up against the Wizard. So look for that. The Wizard sorry, Fred uh, Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage and uh you Super know the, Mario the commercial 3. for Super Mario brothers 3
1: he touched my breast.
0: oh my god yes that i forgot all about that until the riff came out yeah but we'll talk about that eventually yeah. uh maybe it'll be our next episode maybe not it'll either be that or dinosaurus so that's gonna be your job to tell us what to watch uh, once again, that will be at patreon.com slash trueblue I'll be posting a link uh when that poll goes live on the uh the true blue rift tracks fan page on Facebook and also on on the Twitter for the podcast at TB Riftcast. Until then, guys, I'm Jeremy. You can find all of our episodes at TrueBlue or on any of the major podcast platforms. You can send me emails, Jeremy at TrueBlue Riftcast.com, and you can follow the podcast at TB Riftcast on Twitter.
1: Awesome. And I'm Dave, and uh thanks for hanging out tonight, guys. Appreciate it.
0: We'll see you guys next time on the True Blue Riftcast.
1: See ya. Bye.